Welcome everyone to the City Rev Live podcast. My name is Jeremy. I will be your host today. Uh, and our speaker for today who will be leading our discussion is our very own. What's up? I'm Craig. How's Craig. it going? What's up, Craig? How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are this you? Is, this is our, our trial run. This is your first podcast with this us? This is actually my first podcast. Yeah. Are you feeling nervous? I'm very nervous, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Um, so the the um the series that we're in now it's called what's the difference uh so what we're going to be addressing is the different religions around the world addressing the difference between christianity and all the religions that we'll be addressing and also how to um reflect christ when we come across people of different religions yeah uh today we're going to be on mormonism yeah mormonism that's right that's right uh so craig what's what's the stats like what's what's the impact of mormonism here in south florida you mind sharing yeah so so mormonism is i would say a growing faith in south florida uh it's definitely not uh very big yet down here uh the current stats are about one percent of the state of florida the population is mormon and that's over uh mormons in south florida alone and so it's it's a place that the mormon church has identified uh that florida is going to grow a lot the mormon population in florida is going to grow a lot and so a couple interesting things about mormonism in south florida uh the first of which is that the Mormon Church, the Church of Latter-day Saints, is the largest private landowner wow. in the state of Florida. They own more land than Disney World in Florida. What? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the Mormon Church owns basically all that land between like Orlando and the east, the Atlantic coast there, kind of like Melbourne and okay. that kind of area. Uh, they own a huge, huge acres and acres and acres, like a huge chunk of land right there. So it's more of Florida. north. More of north, okay. more central okay. Florida. But there are a lot of Mormons in South Florida. Okay. And so uh, they have some land here and they have some presence here. You've probably driven by the Mormon temple on I-75 and Griffin Road. Have you ever looked... Over yes. there, seen the temple. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's a Mormon temple. That's you know, it's they have a presence here. They're expecting more um, growth here in the next uh, couple of decades, and yeah, they even have plans by 2080 to. Uh, they have the ability. I should say they have plans and the ability mm. to uh, make a and create a large city about the size of Orlando by 2080 in in Florida. So there's gonna be a lot of growth. Uh, of the Mormon faith. They're expecting a lot of growth of the Mormon faith here in Florida uh, over the next couple of decades. And that means more and more of our neighbors and our friends, more and more of the people we interact, interact with down here uh, will be part of the Mormon faith. So I think it's something good for us to talk about, like you said, about how we can be a light uh, and how we can show the love of Christ to our neighbors of differing faith. So if we review a little bit of this series, right? Uh, the goal of this series is not that we would learn about other faiths so that we can, you know, plan a sneak attack and yeah. take them down. That's not that's not what we're trying to do. Uh, the goal of this series is to understand a little bit of where our neighbors are coming from, what they believe, uh, and for us, uh, from a place of understanding, then to show love to our neighbors, as Jesus calls us to, to love our neighbors, right? So we want to always enter these conversations of people with different faiths in respect, we want to affirm that person. We want to listen well. Um, we don't want to trick people as we're having discussions about their faith. Uh, we, we're even our goal is not even really to convert people on the spot, right? If you come across your Mormon neighbor, it's not to use this information as ammo 
to to trick them and get them into a fight and convert them on the spot. But really, it's to understand them and then use use that understanding um, really and just you know follow the leading of Christ to to be a light and to love the people around you. So so entering into I mean, hypothetically, a conversation with, let's say, a coworker or yeah. a classmate who yeah. um, is a Mormon. Uh, it's 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 not going in it with the objective to convert, but right. really first identifying the heart posture. Yeah. And 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 l- like you said, it's not going in to convert or attack or kind of selfishly scheme your way into trying to get them to believe in what you believe in, but loving them the way Christ would. Yeah. So, so I had a pastor say it to me one time this way. He said, you know, we, we as Christians, right, we're motivated and we're inspired by the great commission that Jesus gives out to go and make disciples of all nations. And sometimes we can be so inspired and so motivated and want to obey Jesus in the great commission that in the process, we forget the great commandment that Jesus gave us Mm. to love God with everything we have and love your neighbor as yourself. So I'd say my advice to anyone who's sharing their faith or talking about religion with someone who's of a, of a different faith is to treat that person the way that you would want to be treated, just like Jesus said, right? Mm. So if someone came up to you and was trying to convert you, you wouldn't want them to like play tricks or just say, well, what about this? Or I read this, you know, Bible verse online and it says this and all, you know, no, you would want someone if they wanted to have a real conversation to say, okay, what do you believe? Help me understand what you believe. Let me hear about it. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've heard. Is this true in your experience? And and to have a real genuine conversation from a place of love and understanding, not not trying to trick somebody into the faith. That's not going to last. That's not going to work yeah. in the long term. So what would you say, like, uh, aside from having that correct heart posture and going in yeah. to love them like Christ would, uh, what would be some some goals in mind, some objectives while you're talking to them? Yeah, I think it's uh, more of a long-term approach, right? You're going to want to uh, sow seeds, so be a witness in their lives, um, to live out your faith in such a way that they know that you care about them, that your actions and your what you do backs up your faith. And the big thing is to just be used by the Holy Spirit, right? This is a person is on a journey, right? Like we we know that ultimately we can't, convert someone. We can't make someone love Jesus and yeah. follow Jesus, right? That's a work of God ultimately. Yeah. And we know that we play a part in that, uh, but that's not up to us. It's not all on our shoulders. And so it's us being sensitive to what God is doing in their life, being used by the Holy Spirit and just playing the role that God has for us to play in their lives. Okay. So I, ha- I have two questions. So yeah. because in order to effectively be used by God in a situation or having a relationship with uh, someone who's Mormon or having a conversation with somebody who's Mormon, um, uh, to, to be effectively used by the Lord is to first to depend on Him with yeah. that. Sure. And so how would you distinguish between your efforts and the work of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, uh, I think... I think that's a good question. I think that's something that we get into a lot in just our motives and how we live our lives uh, as a Christian. I think we always want to be led by God and led by the Spirit. And so, especially in these type of conversations, I would say that uh, being led by the Spirit and and knowing when you're led by the Spirit versus when you're maybe doing it on your own, uh, I think what precedes that, what comes first, is a lot of prayer. 
Mm, and so mm, being okay. in prayer about this person, uh, I think whenever it's possible uh, that you would be praying for your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers who have another faith and then letting the Lord direct you in that time of prayer. Uh, I also, when I get into heated conversations or difficult conversations, a lot of times I'll just pray then and there and say, you know, Lord, like just silently to myself, Lord, show me, give me direction, give me, yeah, you know, a good. sense and, and try to at least just be open to what the Lord brings. And sometimes I'm surprised, right? Sometimes there's something I want to say that I feel like, oh, okay, I, I need to hold back. Or sometimes something comes to mind that I was like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that, but let me share this. And, uh, the, you know, that's how the Lord speaks to us, right? It's through prayer, through scriptures, through people around us. Uh, but I think it's it's good to to lean on him in prayer when you're having these conversations. Mm, okay. Okay, that's 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 pretty good. Um, now, now you had addressed before how it's it's something to to look at as long term. Yeah, and it's it's a, a constant of planting seeds. Yeah. Now, what would you say to the person who is probably in a situation where they are in in a friendship with someone who's Mormon, and they want them to? experience Christ and they want yeah. to understand, but they've just been so discouraged by, yeah, I guess the outcome of really nothing happening or there yeah. not being any change. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would say for them to, again, remember that it's not on them, right? This is a work of God in this person's life. They're just here to play a part, to, to be an instrument of God in yeah. this person's spiritual journey. The other part of it is to remind them to take time in, in prayer, pray for their friend, um, bring that hope, that desire to God and say, God, you know, this is my friend. I really want them to know you and love you. And I want to be part of that and, and bring that to him. Like God, through his spirit, minister to you into your heart as you're, as you're seeking to, to share your faith with a friend. Uh, and then throughout all of it, I would just say that as they uh, continue in their friendship to just continue being a good friend, like continue to love the person and and be okay with the idea that maybe in your time with this person, they might not come to to follow Jesus. You might be the the beginning part of the road, right? So you're sowing the seeds, you're introducing the person of Jesus, you're showing them what it's like to to fall after Christ and live a Christian life. And maybe the whole time you know this person, they never will surrender their life to Jesus. But but you're part of that journey. And so you might not ever see the the fruition of that work, right? Yeah. Um, but again, those results aren't, it's not ours, right? That's not our job. That's not our, uh, we're not guaranteed that, right? We're just here to play a part where we are. And we have to be okay with that. We have to accept that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, how you're putting it, I, I think of this uh, saying that has been said to me a couple times, but uh, it's kind of cliche, but it's that, let go and let God principle. Let go and let God. <laughs> let go and let God. Bumper sticker <laughs> theology. I love it, JJ. Keep it coming. But it's it's that relinquishing of control yeah. where yeah. it's really not you who's going to add the growth. That's yeah. that's in God. That's yeah. under God's authority. Yeah. And only God ultimately can add the growth. So yeah. it's being fully dependent on him and not your own abilities. 100%. 100%. I mean, think back to your own faith journey, right? Um, as you've grown as a follower of Jesus and you've decided to to fully step into that, yeah. um, there were probably many conversations along the way in your life with different people 
who would talk to you about faith and talk to you about Jesus and talk to you about following after him. And for some of those people, you, if you're like me, right, I know my life, like there were some people who talked to me when I was younger about following Jesus and I totally rejected them. Like I did not want to hear from them. (laughs) Like I like was just, you know, if I was being honest, I was just trying to, to annoy them. Right. I was trying to frustrate them, trying to just go the opposite direction and that was my only interaction with these people. Yeah. And so for all they know, it's like, well, that was a waste, right? But they don't know that they played a part in the journey f- to lead me where I am now to, to follow after Jesus, right? And yeah. so that's where we are with these with these people too, right? We're just, we're trying to love our neighbors and we're leaving the results, like you said, God brings the growth. So we leave the results up to him. Yeah. So in, in, in essence, you know, coming across those situations, it's not looking at the person uh, as an object to convert. Yeah. But a human being that God loves so much yeah. and you want to reflect that same love to them and, you know, to function out of authenticity yeah. to, to be you because we look at them and we try to kind of scheme our ways. It's, it, 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 it can come across as, 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 as selfish, yeah. you know? Um, but uh, I, I think that that's really important and really going in it with the objective to love to respect yeah and that's one of the things i like about this series and i like the tone that um we've taken so far in the series a lot of the other people who have contributed is that we're trying to understand the neighboring faiths the faiths of the people around us and i think just like just like you said right if if we want to see the people in our lives not as objects to convert but people that god loves and he's created and we're called to love that that starts with understanding Yes. Right? You got to you got to know a person. Yes. If if I if you're just a, an object to me and I just have some basic facts about you and I use them to try to twist them to to get you to see my yeah. that doesn't feel good. No. Right? But it's, but if it comes from a genuine place of hey, I want to understand you. I want to understand how you see the world. Want to understand what you believe. Uh, then we can have a real conversation, right? That seems to be more what Jesus did with people. Yeah. You know, I think of the woman at the well, right? He had a real conversation with that woman. You know, like that there was understanding there. There was some depth there. It wasn't just, you know, here's a couple points, bullet points that we've heard. Let me twist them on you and turn them on you. Yeah. So uh, now, now that we've addressed how uh, the, the example that we want to set and how we are called to, um, you know, encounter you know, people of different faiths, specifically people who are Mormon. Yeah. Now, understanding the difference between Christianity yes. and Mormonism, can you... Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah, about some yeah, of the differences, yeah. right? Because um, Mormonism, the official name, the official name of the Mormon church is the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so uh, there's a really strong bend. If you talk to a Mormon person, they will probably tell you that they are a Christian. Uh, however, they're uh, a Latter-day Saint Christian, LDS. They're a Mormon Christian. When you say right. la- latter, what, what? Latter-day Saint, meaning like today, like the saints of today. Oh, right? okay, so, okay, okay. so if you go into the beliefs of the Mormon church, uh, basically Mormonism started uh, with a man named Joseph Smith here in America. Uh, and there is uh, a story in the Mormon faith that uh, Joseph Smith found the the Book of Mormon, this these golden tablets, which were kind of the uh, uh, extra biblical material, right? So it's like extra uh, books of God's word, mm. and that he found these, and he had a vision, and that the Lord told him through uh, uh, an angel that the church in the world on earth had been corrupted 
and Jesus had chosen him to restore the church and make, you know, the church correct again. And so this line of thinking is kind of in Mormonism. And so the Mormons uh, believe that they're Christians, but kind of they're, they're the, the true church that, you know, they might see us and our church here as like, hey, we've fallen in, into error, right? Uh, and so they would view themselves as Latter-day Saints. Got like it, that, got like got he got came it. back. So our big difference has really come down to that and come down to authority. Uh, most Christian churches that you're a part of, uh, if you said, well, what's the, what's the final word? What's the most important source in your church? Like, where do you go to to find wisdom and knowledge and understand God, understand the person of Jesus? Like, where do you go to find this stuff? We would say the Bible. Uh, that's most churches, most Christian churches in America would say the Bible. The Mormon church would say that, you know, the Bible's good, but, you know, the King James Bible, they, they support the King James Bible as far as it's translated correctly, but they think that it's been corrupted over the years. And they actually have other books like the Book of Mormon, um, Doctrine and Covenants, the Pearl of Great Price, these other books that they say are, are on equal authority with the Bible. And so it would be like if we added more chapters to the Bible that said some different things, right? We'd probably have some different beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where we are with the Mormon church. And so uh, the Book of Mormon uh, is very important to the Mormon church. And the Book of Mormon is the story of an ancient civilization that traveled from Jerusalem to America and they were one of the lost tribes of Israel. And, and it's like their story, it's very similar to our Old Testament. Their stories of kings and wars and prophets and this kind of stuff. Uh, and then it was, according to the Mormon church, lost for many years and then later found uh, by Joseph Smith. Got it. The difficulties with this, um, if you are uh, a part of the Mormon church, the difficulties with this is that uh, there is really no evidence for these stories um, being real, like these civilizations having existed uh, in America. We don't have any sort of archaeological evidence. We haven't found any uh, evidence of these cities or these people groups. Uh, it's very different from our Old Testament, right? Like we can we can go to Jerusalem. We can see the temple. Like we can... Uh, uh, walk around the town. We can find the testament, the the towns mentioned in the Old Testament. We've have archaeological evidence that these people existed, right? There are uh, inscriptions and writings. Like we we know that some of the figures that show up in the Bible were real historical figures that that existed and worked in our world in the past, and we don't have that kind of evidence for for the Book of Mormon. Okay, and so uh, that's that's really challenging. That's really challenging. It can be tough then. Uh, it can be tough for if you're if you're a Mormon believer because uh, you don't have this this sort of evidence for these extra biblical authorities, and so a lot of it comes into uh, a Mormon's experience with their faith, uh, which is a strong, powerful thing, right? Uh, so for you and me, we would say that we've been changed uh, by reading the Bible. There have probably been times where you feel like God has spoken to you through His Word. Uh, and a Mormon would say the same thing. They would say, Hey, I, I know about the evidence and the archeological things, but, but I've read the book of Mormon and I feel like it's changed me or I feel like it, you know, God's really spoken me through it, which is, you know, a a normal religious experience. 
uh, but it, it, it leads to a lot of different beliefs then, right? Okay. <clears throat> if you take another book and put it on the same level as the Bible and say, hey, all the stories in this book are as true or even maybe even more true than the stories in the Bible because I'm not sure the Bible has been translated correctly and has been corrupted, then, then the beliefs that are in this book might be very different. So we won't go into all of them, but um, the Mormon church has many different beliefs than what we would say the historic Christian faith. And so even though the Mormon church claims to be a Christian uh, church, it's it's very different and, and much more different than like a denomination, right? So if you go to a Baptist church, uh, you might have a friend who goes to a Presbyterian church and you say, hey, we're both Christian, right? You, you might go to a, a Protestant Christian church and have a friend that goes to a Roman Catholic church and say, yeah, we're both Christian. We both believe in Jesus. If you talked and, and really dived into the, the, the teachings of the Book of Mormon, you'd see there, the differences are much greater than that. It's not like just a different denomination. We're talking big differences in what we believe about God, about the creation of the universe, about Jesus and about the afterlife. So we see a couple things, right? One is that we see uh, the Mormon church teaches us uh, that God was a man uh, at one point like us, and he has uh, uh, kind of excelled in his moral rightness and excelled in his life uh, and his, his spiritual practices, and he became God, our heavenly father, and that he is made of flesh and bone, uh, and that he has a family, uh, a real family and a wife, and he and his wife had a son, and that son uh, was Jesus. He was the firstborn of this this creation and, and all humanity. So Jesus is kind of our older brother. That's what the Mormon church would teach. And that, uh, you know, some differences about how we then become uh, uh, saved, I guess, would be our our way of saying it, right? So if... If Jesus was the, the firstborn of God the Father and uh, his heavenly wife and Jesus lived a morally uh, acceptable life, a perfect life, he was a savior, right? And they would agree with us that, hey, we're forgiven of our sins through the life of Jesus. Uh, but one of the important differences between uh, the Christian faith and the Mormon faith is that they would see us with maybe greater potential to do good, right? So that we are also children. They would see us as also children of our Heavenly Father, which we'd agree, yeah. right? And they would see us very similar to Jesus. And <clears throat> the Mormon church would believe that we could, through the way we live our lives, live well enough, live righteously enough that we could uh, one day excel so much and, and, and be glorified so much in what we believe and do that we one day could be like God and okay. we could kind of be our own God of our own planet one day and have our own, we could, we could become like him. Okay. That's what they would believe. So, so yeah. in, in, in order to be like Jesus, uh, yeah, they would, they assume that it would be based more on our moral effort right. rather than depending on Jesus himself. To right. do that work, right, right, more, more on our moral effort, and um, you know, still with a a sense and a respect and a view of Jesus as Savior. So they still, you know, okay. say Jesus is our Savior, but it's definitely more of a sense of, you know, I could I could do good enough 
I can do well enough. Uh, and there is a really strong bend in that in the Mormon church. I mean, most of the Mormons that I've met that I know are really good people. Like they, you know, they do really great things. And I think that comes from a place of their faith drives that right. Good works are really important to the Mormon church. And so I'd say that's one of the the biggest opportunities we have uh, as Christians to make those gospel bridges, those gospel connections to our Mormon neighbors. And so as we think about the differences between our faith and the Mormon faith, there's a lot. Uh, and it's interesting. It'd be something fun for you to talk to with, you know, your your Mormon friend and really from a place of understanding, get to that point where you say, hey, what, you know, tell me more about your faith and what you believe. But I think for us, the big difference that we can really share or the way that we can share uh, our faith in a way that could really make a difference in the life of a Mormon friend is to live out, and in those moments of honesty, right, if, after you've built a relationship of trust and care mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. your Mormon friend, and they ask you, hey, tell me more about your faith, and, and maybe maybe they, you get in that conversation of what our differences are, uh, that you would really express in love uh, the peace that a Christian can have in the idea that my sins are taken care of by the finished work of Jesus and my salvation rests on what Christ has done. Uh, not so much on what I do, right? Like it's, it's on, it's on Jesus. We as Christians, we believe that Jesus has died for our sins, that no matter what we do, um, no matter what we say, as long as we have turned from our sin and we have asked God to forgive us of our sin and we have put our faith in Jesus, that the payment and the penalty for that sin is, is complete. It's done. It's on him. Right. And I think that's something important for us to share about the, the peace that comes from the finished work of Jesus. Okay. Right. So Matthew eleven twenty through 30, that's what I would think would be a great place uh, for us to share and, and start uh, with our Mormon friends. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I would offer that to my Mormon friend. I wouldn't use this as like a trap or a trick, but if I had a friend that we really had built a relationship and I had uh, talked to them a lot about their faith and we were talking about the differences of our faith, I would go to this verse and and with love, I would, I would talk to my Mormon friend and say, hey, is this... Do you find this to be true in your life? Is this something you can relate to in your faith? You know, if, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, do you find his yoke to be easy and his burden to be light? Do you find this to be a, a, a place where you really find peace and rest? Or is your faith um, a place where you feel like you really have to work hard to achieve mm-hmm. what, what God has offered? And I would, I would offer that gently, but I would offer that difference uh, to my Mormon friend. So it's really honing in and focusing on the finished work of Christ. And yeah. I think that that's so important because in both the having the, the relationship established, you're able to reflect Christ through your actions and yeah. through explaining the finished work of Christ. They're able to see in full fruition just God's love, yeah. who he is, and what Christianity is is yeah. all about. Yeah, in a way that's respectful, right? In a you're way not, that's respectful, You're not yes. kicking back with your feet up while they're, you know, serving the poor, and you're like, yeah, look, I'm done. I'm a Christian, right? No, like, we do good deeds too, right? Yeah. But it comes from a different place and a different motivation. Yeah. And and just to make clear and reiterate, it's not looking at them as an object 
to convert, but as a person who God loves deeply. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope uh, this podcast would be helpful uh, to you in case uh, you know anybody who is a Mormon or you know somebody who is in a relationship with somebody who uh, believes uh, this religion. But I hope it was of use to you. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.